This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome into the Sports Insanity Podcast. Let's go completely insane, peeps! time zone you are in i'm bill murphy oh i am lawrence patchman lang i'm christine when welcome to the fifth inning of the third game of the sports insanity podcast danny boy reginald is here but he he'll be in and out he's incognito at the moment during he's this podcast at the moment and today we got a great show for you today because today's a very special day isn't it patch Oh, it is always a special, you know, it's always a special day here at the Sports to Sandy podcast, but it's actually a very, very special day. And you know what it is? This is our one year anniversary. Applaud! 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 Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, thanks for killing the mood, Patch. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm a buzzkill, and I'll admit it sometimes. Yeah, so today is our, we've been doing this We've been doing this show for one whole year. Well, I, well, it's more like five or six years, but it's actually a full year as a format, podcast. In this format. But you know what? Why celebrate alone when we can bring friends? Because friends are fun. Sometimes. Joining us is Mr. Ross Mason. Hello, hello, hello. And Mr. Mark Olavsky Alpern. Good evening, boys. What's up? For that, he gets an applaud. He gets so they've got to join the party. So we got a lot to talk about today. Um, we're talking about the Knicks. Oh, the streak is on with the Knicks right now. They are on fire. Going for 10 tonight. Going for 10. Going on for a Monday. 10. We're, t- we're going to be talking about Madison Bumgarner and his seven inning no hitter. It's not his a no hitter. His no no. His no 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 no. Yes. What? Unbelievable. We're gonna give you a little um. We're gonna give you a little preview of the draft, and as we're gonna sit here and and we're gonna sit here and reminisce on the year that was here on SIP. Really. 
and in the world. Yeah, you almost did. And before we go on, um, we were supposed to have another guest. We were supposed to have Mr. Eric Ford, but he got tied down with something. Um, He sends his regards. We're sorry he couldn't be here tonight, but we hope to have him back on in the future. Absolutely. He's a good guy, and we hope to have him on soon. Okay, so... He's a lot of energy. Yeah, he's a hoot. He's a real hoot. So, anyway, I think it's... I think it's only appropriate we start talking about the New York Knickerbockers. What do you guys think? (laughs) Say go, New York, go, New York, go. Go, go, New York, go, Go, New York, York, go, go, New York, go. Oh, man, that was was totally out of sync at the moment right there. We did not. I let it. I let it. (laughs) I just don't know where this team came. I'm happy they're buying into Thibodeau's message. He did the same thing with Minnesota. And look what it did with the uh, with the Bulls all those years. I think they finally got it. They finally f- picked the right coach after years of not what they went through. What eight coaches since thirteen? Way too freaking many. Yes, but New York you, Knicks you... have pleasantly surprised everybody, and they are real contenders now. You know, look at the last nine straight wins: Memphis, Toronto, the Lakers. Sorry. Brain fart. Uh, the Pelicans, the Mavs, the Pelicans again, the Hornets, the Hawks, and then Toronto. And leading that way with scoring is Mr. Julius Randle. Oh, he's Absolutely. With a 44-point game against Dallas back in eight, on April 16th. Well, it's only he has been it's only appropriate I put my Knicks shirt on. He has been lights out I mean, joining the Knicks. And that's the thing. I honestly think smart move getting 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 D Rose back. Had he not gotten him back, I don't think we'd be in the. Position. It's been a big help for them. Yeah, really. Barrett's finally getting together. Toppin is he'll he'll get there by next season. I think he'll definitely get there by by the start of next season. But it, I, I'm just happy that I'm no longer depressed to watch the Knicks game now, and no longer have to hate myself for turning on the Knicks and being a Knicks fan. I get I got used to get so much crap for being a Knicks fan all these years. It's finally not depressing to be a Knicks fan anymore. And to and to actually be able to host a playoff game in, in, in what, seven years now? Well, uh, I'm not jumping to playoff conclusions No, yet. but I, they got, what, eight more games? You look at the schedule. Hang on, it's the overall I think schedule. you're right, Ross. We got Phoenix tonight, Chicago, yep. and then Houston on Sunday. It's about 11 more games, by the way. 11 more games? All right. And what's his face? Um, I don't know if you guys heard. Wall is done for the year. Yep, just saw that about an hour ago. The, it was, the, it was a hammy for John Wall. Yeah, he's done. The remaining schedule what was it, for the second next... degree, I believe it was. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Taxi. Sorry, no, it's all right. Uh, remaining schedule for the next. They're playing Phoenix tonight on a Monday, April twenty-six, and then they wrap off the rest. They go home against the Bulls, and they go on the road for a little bit. Houston, Memphis, Denver, Phoenix. L.A. Clippers, L.A. Lakers, and then they finish off the season home against the Spurs, the Hornets, and then the Celtics. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm actually worried about that West Coast swing because, those, one, those are against good teams. And, two, they're on a West Coast swing this late, which is a stupid idea. Yeah. I never liked the way the NBA set the schedule for the next. No. At least with baseball, I like when they do the West Coast swing, but basketball this late in the year – no, it's, it's ridiculous. It throws everything on. It's gonna, it's gonna put some challenges on them, and I think they can handle it. It's just, it's gonna screw with their whole sleep schedule and whatever. 
Well, it's, it's not even that. They're playing yeah. against good teams here. Right. I would, I would be very happy with two, maybe three wins. Yeah. Two wins minimum. Right. I'll be okay with that. I'll three would be better, but two is a. Um, by the way, scenario. Dan, thank you for the like on Facebook. You're the only person who ever liked my Knicks post. No one else likes them. Because no one cares about the Knicks. Yeah, you do. No one likes on Twitter for baseball stuff. But it's, it's well, people big... are caring more about them now. So, yeah, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. bandwagoners is what I call them. Well, it's not even bandwagoners. These are real Knicks fans that were in hibernation, right? Rightfully so. Oh yeah, right. Right way to put it. In hibernation, I like that. Then, because thirteen, well, we did well in the first round. Then they get our asses kicked by boss by Indiana. Right, that that, that did happen. That did happen. Yes. Right. But it's a new team. We'll see what happens. I'm excited for the future, no matter what happens. Exactly. They've proven what they had to prove. They're going to sign me. Hopefully, I would love to see Devin Booker. Me As so Dan pointed out, him. though, I understand it. But Victor Odalipo, I think, is a damn good possibility. Oh yeah. I mean, and sir. Certainly, yes, a little depot for sure. Go ahead, Ross. I just and now it really sucks about the net, the Nets that you can't have three consistent stars. They all haven't. It just it's been a disaster for them getting Harden, KD, and and what's his name and and um, Kyrie. They all haven't played at the same time. What maybe three times they've played all together. Yeah, but but despite all that, they have this so much depth on their bench that they're still winning games. Yeah, it's, no, it's still pretty amazing, honestly. I'll give him credit, but I think come summer, free agents will seriously consider whether come through the Knicks or the Nets. It's, it's going to be big whether I want to play in Brooklyn or play Manhattan. People want to play in New York. Oh, yeah, definitely want to play in New York. It's whether they know. Well, it, it's about – one, it's, it's about the team. It's what Two, they decide to play in. Right. Well, but here's the thing, and, and this is one of the things that I criticized KD and Kyrie for was that – they went to New York, but they went to a, a team in New York that is getting not getting hammered by the media all the time. No. Brooklyn. People, they're not so not that they're not focused on Brooklyn, but the media attention to the Knicks is so big. Oh, yeah. That they expect so much from them. Any wrongdoing from the Knicks, minor things, and it will be front page news. Oh, so yeah. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving made sure to avoid that, which I criticize them for because they they want the big time. You go to the Garden and you win for the Knicks. It's also so it's so happy it's so satisfying to watch Stephen A. Smith be happy about the Knicks for once and not scream and curse about the Knicks. Exactly. Right. The fact that he, he's rightfully so defending the Knicks when pe- everyone on ESPN is constantly shitting on them. He's like, don't shit on them. They're a legit team now. I mean, no one expected the Knicks to go to what? Be even a contender this season. And it helps that Boston, it helps that the Celtics keep losing games. That helps. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to my to my cousin Patrick, who is a Celtics fan. Yeah, they're losing games. <laughs> it's just, Take it's, that in your pipe and smoke it. And then also, I'm hoping the Boston Bruins start losing games too. Back to the Rangers, because that, that'll help us out. Sorry. You always got to throw some. You always got to throw some hockey in there. I hey, I'm hey, he's a hockey guy. I've always been a hockey guy, but yeah, back, the Knicks. I'm just they're so fun to watch now. I I go to a game, but I'm not gonna pay an arm and a leg to go to a game. 
didn't you just say uh, off air that you paid one forty for one? Well, my friend did. I, I, just him, I just got paid him back for the Ranger tickets. Yeah, those uh, are a pretty penny, my friends. A pretty penny indeed. Regardless of this outcome this season, I'm just happy we have some life and some positivity back for the next. Oh, yeah. And we just need a full Madison Square Garden crowd. Well, now New York has increased it to 33, 33%. So you can have more fans. Still not enough. No. I like it, the fact the Garden's loud. It's, I think come like next season, they're going to allow every a full capacity, I think. I think come October. If we get it full. And now basketball is intent on starting on time. Same with hockey. They want to start in October now. Good. I don't know. With hockey, they're going back to the regular playoff format. None of this top four teams make it, which is nonsense. What do you mean by top four teams make it? Top four teams in the East Conference make the playoffs this year. No uh, no wild card game for hockey. Good. You're good for oh, hockey. It's good because I like guys with stupid play and the stupid bubble. I didn't like it, but I think – so what's basketball's format? It's regular playoffs like last year, or are they going to do a similar format to last no, year? No, they're, uh, they're doing a play in this year, I believe. A play – okay. Yeah, so so seeds weren't see, – this, which is why avoiding the seventh seed was a major thing for the Knicks. Yeah. Oh, they, didn't, they didn't have to, but it was nice that they're pretty much about to if they can keep this up. Uh, one through six, you're safe. You have the first round bye. Then there's a okay. play-in tournament. Uh, for seven, see seven through ten, which is okay. If you win the games, the best of those two will go to the playoffs. Okay, right, because I think we're tied with Atlanta for the fourth seed right now. Right. So we need to, to start losing some games. The thing that concerns me the most right now is the fact that they're on such a high note. Oh yeah. I don't want to see. Then come out too overconfident. No, because it's gonna bite them. It's gonna bite them. It'll in bite them in the ass. It really will. If they they I, come I, out I, and play like they're playing against the Suns right now. They're gonna go far. To me, they need to take a loss to like either yeah the, the Clippers or the Lakers. I think the Clippers is a loss right there. Lakers they can hang with. I think the Clippers are gonna they're gonna pull it out. Well, they may even lose against the Suns right like they're playing them right now. Because right. the game isn't over. They're only, I mean, they're up after, we were up after the first. So, but it's not even happen. the half yet. No. So, okay, guys, this is Monday night whilst we're recording this. So, well, well, the, thank you, Bill. I mean, the, the, the whole point is that Mark's right. I mean, like a loss sort of wakes them up a little bit, but at the same time, you need some type of momentum. So, even a, a loss that isn't a bad one, like losing to a sucking right. team, that's fine. I mean, if you can lose to a better team, fine. But, you know, at least lose with dignity. Mm-hmm. So that it's not an imp- – so They're currently up by 11 with about four and a half in the uh, in the second. Yeah. And was it an uh, – they were over 17 by the first qu- end of the yeah. first quarter. So take it – just take it quarter by quarter. Don't, don't rush things. They're and, limiting the turnovers is no. what I said this morning. And Thibodeau, man. Oh. He's to go to the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, I don't let it out. I don't understand the argument against it. No, I don't. He look at this. Well, he had pretty good success in Minnesota, except I don't know. It's kind of, they're kind of hit and miss. The Bulls, however, he took in the finals almost every year. Okay, well, well, just take a look at this Knicks team because I've always been saying it all season. 
they're not that much different from last year. Maybe no. a few players here and there. Bullock, so, Noel. Yeah, well, well, pretty much that whole thing. You had Knox, you have oh, RJ, yeah. Julius. Honestly, so what do you think the Knicks – Alfred Payton. Yeah. We're, yeah, he's uh, – And my now. thing, I was telling a buddy of mine, he's a friend from school, look at the look at IQ. That is the steal of the draft last year with getting Emmanuel quickly. Yeah, he's nope. one of the biggest additions to that team. Mm-hmm. And Randall's finally getting the respect he deserves. Oh, he's a better version of Zionson. Zionson hasn't been in the league for 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 de- for ages. It's only his second year. And what Randall got past? I think there's what three different teams before he came here. Well, yeah, because he hasn't. Because up until this point, he really hasn't lived up to any potential. I mean, no, you know. So now he is, which is a good thing. It's yeah, what really. we wanted. You know, and I don't know what they're going to do with Robinson if he's going to be injury prone again. Oh, you just hope it's a fluky thing and it's only one season so he can stay healthy. Yeah, I really like Otherwise, we're going to have to shop for centers. Or let's keep Noel. Noel's been playing playing very well. He really has. And Frank Nielkeela, I'm kind of of done with him. He's he's been ice cold. He he was never the pick. No, he really wasn't. That's the problem. And And, and I really think he plays garbage time pretty much because he stinks. I feel horrible for Neil Aquina, but at the same time, I don't. No, like, he's, he's never the guy he he was he was marketed as. Well, I mean, it was another dumb pick by uh, two regimes ago. Yeah, two regimes we've suffered under, and the fact that Leon Rose, oh my God, whoo, just what what a what a relief of getting of him stepping in and, and meaning business. Exactly. It does not. It makes me feel better for not for getting past the Phil Jackson days. Right now, everything is going the Knicks' way. Yes, it has not been a downside in the last nine games. No, they're hanging with they're hanging with the best teams. They completely blew out the Raptors on Sunday on a prime time game, no less. That's a prime time one o'clock game on, on ESPN. I mean, that's like the that's the game to have for national coverage. Give us more of those games next season. I'll be very happy with those primetime games. <laughs> they they should get it after this season. They they'll they probably really get a couple get more, more. primetime games. Well, after the way the Knicks have performed this year, the league will recognize that. And ratings is everything right now for the NBA. Oh yeah, especially with what's going on. Absolutely, well, I absolutely I absolutely agree with with that. I just I want to see them just. They're cool under pressure. They're not getting overly heated. Well, I mean, just getting angry sometimes. But I really didn't think that that Rose was going to get traded. But I was like, good. I, I, I'm happy for the reunion. And let's see, we can let's see, we can prove because he was pretty much going nowhere with Detroit. Detroit, that's a team that's still in the toilet. Well, for and, the- and of course, that's part of the reason why they traded it was because they the Pistons knew they weren't going to go anywhere. So. Give Rose, who could be a very presence to pretty much any team, a chance to thrive somewhere where he could be useful. And New York was perfect, and I was, and I knew it was going to be that way. Oh yeah, Scott. Mind you, Rose was still one-time MVP. He's still he's no, sure he is a type of leadership they needed right now. It's oh, without a doubt, who's played in big games, has played in the arena, he knows what's at stake. And he's still got he's he's still out to prove that he can still hang with the young kids, and he's proving it almost every night with hanging with the young guns. 
Christine, you have anything to say on this? <laughs> Go next. <laughs> I just thought I'd ask. And mic drop. Christine, we've been long. Christine, we've been long suffering Knicks fans for seven years. We, we've are we very happy about this. Yes, he is very. As you can see, they are dancing on the ceiling. No, I listen. I don't watch basketball, but I'm a Knicks fan by association, and it's been very painful. So. Seven years of seven years of bullshit. Yep. So forget, no, forget seven years. <laughs> Oh, forget, yeah, more like 1970, 1978. Exactly. And, and Ross, forget seven years. Think like two decades. Yeah, I know. It's pain. There, there has never been a good stretch where the Knicks have been good, especially in this century. Yep. Understand that. Maybe the Ewing days, but that's about it. Ewing didn't play in 2000. No, I know. I wish he'd stay. I wish he kept playing. Maybe, what, what? Brief, maybe briefly, but. Yeah, really. What? In any case, uh, before we move on, I mean, I want to acknowledge that there is another team on another hot streak. That's the Washington Wizards. Yes. <laughs> I'm in Washington. our D.C. headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm hey, our hey, unofficial D.C. headquarters. All right, fine. Let me cover up the Knicks shirt. Hey, I, I'm in Washington. <laughs> That's Ross on, on video if you're listening. Um, I am in Washington. They're thrilled with the Wizards, so. They're just giving out a little shout out over there because they, they definitely deserve it. Clearly not going anywhere, but you know, they're right in the 10th seat. So, you know, you just, you hope that they make the playoffs too. Because <laughs> uh, the team with Westbrook and Bradley Beal, they deserve to be. Yeah, really. I mean, putting up with all that garbage for years. And well, two, two sports franchises that have been in the toilet, them in the, uh, and the Washington football team. Don't get us started on that. Yeah, I know. I and my cousin, may he rest in peace, would go to every single Redskins game for years. And he's constant disappointment. He goes like, why am I di- – may he rest – yeah, he, every, he was at all, every, every single game on Sunday afternoon. Oh, I wasn't. Yeah. Horrible brain tumor, Reverend. Not a way to go. And dementia. <laughs> oh, well, obviously no laughing matter, like – no, God bless those who have to suffer from those diseases. So, like, yes, it's uh, I mean, it got so bad she had to move into like into Georgetown and to sell their apartment, move closer to the doctors, then move really. into Georgetown. And that, that that's a lot. Cases that is lot. horrible. So, uh, anything more on the Wizards, Reg, or are we ready to go on? Uh, we can move on. Madison Bumgarner over the weekend. Maddie Bums. Maddie Bum. And, and, and this and th- and this stinks. So. He was on the mound. What was he facing? He was facing the Braves. Is that right? Hold on, yes. It, it was the, the second Braves game of the Braves. Game. Double he, letter, was facing, yeah. he was facing the Braves. And game two, like Mark just said. And he goes seven innings, doesn't give up a hit. Now, obviously, if you pitch a complete game without a hit, usually that would be a no-hitter. Am I right? Yes, yeah, right. sir. Okay. You're absolutely right. Here's the problem, and MLB gummed this up years ago. They changed the rule so that an official no-hitter has to be if you go at least nine innings and give up no hits. So even and if you go into extra innings, it's still yeah, a no-hitter. Well, if you go to extra innings and, let's say, um, there's, you can still get the no-hitter if you don't give up a hit and stuff. Um, and of course, your team has to win the game. Um, but 
that has been the rule for a while now, and it's silly. Because oh, yeah, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, well, they have to. They have to. If they're going to keep the seven inning thing, they have to modify this. Because how is it that he doesn't get credit for a no hitter here? It's not. Well, if you want to try to put this up against something, let's go back to sixty-one. Maris. Oh yeah, season I was going to say season. the Maris thing. Right. Yeah, they made it. Or, you know, Frick really screwed them, and what uh, Mantle and Maris yes, he did. And made a season a season. Okay. You know, that's what it should have been. But no, they declared it back then two different seasons. Yeah, because what they Ruth would still get what he wants, what he deserved. Because, um, Mark, if I could provide a little context. Go for it. What they did is because that was the first time they had 161 games. And what they did was. They made a rule saying if Maris or Mantle break it under 154 games, Ruth's record, then we'll then it'll then they broke the record. If they hit it over 154 games, it will be considered a separate record. And great movie, by the way, 61. 61. Only yes. other baseball movie to make me cry. And the sad thing is, is because they didn't, because they didn't fully recognized Maris as the single season home run champ until six years after he passed away. Yeah. And I was talking to my father, Maris never got under the shit. It was always under mantle shadow. Didn't he just, he was not meant for New York. I hate to say it. Yes, he was. He was meant for New York. He was meant for New York. He just, he, I don't think he ever got acclimated to the New York. I don't know. Nobody gets acclimated to New York. No, that that's the story of every New York athlete that's ever played in the city. Correct. Because well, well, the his Mantle hair started- was seen Ross. His mantle was seen as like the heir to like Ruth, Dimaggio. Eric Dimaggio. He was seen as like the heir to that. Oh yeah, I absolutely agree. But the thing is, it got it got it got so bad to Maris. His hair started falling out because the record was. Getting to him, his hair. He's just, and he was breaking out in hives. Breaking out in hives, he, just, he couldn't handle the pressure. Yeah, but getting back to to Madison Bumgarner, do you think it should be considered a no hitter? Let's open this no. floor. Yeah, I think it should be uh, should be a no hitter. Well, here's no. the thing: if you're gonna continue having these seven inning double headers, you have to modify the rule where exactly. that is a, gonna be a complete game. And I understand, Correct. and I understand why this year. Okay, whatever. But down the road, if this you're gonna keep these seven inning double headers, that's a complete game. Yeah, really. No matter what. And if he had it, if he had it last year, I think it would have made more sense last year if he had if with the with the first year with the seven inning double headers. But with the fact the, he brought back again, give me a break. Well, yeah, it, it probably something that they should look into. Obviously, they're still experimenting with a lot of stuff, new rules. New mm-hmm. types of games, the way they play. It's and when's the CBA up? The end of the season or is it... this season? They're, they're, this season. I think they're talking. So hopefully, I know there's been talk, but there's so many different things that are on the table that nothing's going to get done fast. No, if you want my opinion, I think the C. I think it's going to be a rough CBA negotiation. Oh yeah, the fact because that you gotta... apparently of what, what happened last year when they when the players association and the owners were getting ready to kill each other i don't think they're going to be holding hands singing kumbaya right oh, now. Well, i think they're well plus you got you have to negotiate 
oh, there's so much stuff that goes in that meeting. Oh, and TV deals of how much the networks you're gonna. Oh, but TV deals are clear. I mean, they're the baseball's gonna be on Turner for a long time, Fox for a long time, probably ESPN too. So I'm not worried about TV deals. I'm worried about salary. Yeah, they're gonna do with it because. Let's just obviously that and designated hitter. Um, well, that'll be the big topic for the NL. Yeah, whether and, oh, whether you can bring back the, the DH rule again. Yeah. Well, well, here's something that they're experimenting in the I think in the Atlantic League, I believe. They have this thing where the there there is a designated hitter, but after the starting pitcher gets taken out, the designated hitter is gone. Okay. And the pitcher is inserted into the lineup. Okay. So that might be a compromise for those that are purist, quote unquote. Um, I actually like that. It's not a terrible idea. Preferably, I would rather have the DH the entire game. And of course, oh, yeah. And of course, with certain rules, that there, there's going to be you, there's going to be times where DH is going to you're going to lose DH. So, um, but um, that might be a good compromise, you know, because it. It it doesn't necessarily you don't you're not losing the DH. No, you're not. But it also, you know, doesn't there's no like double switch in the fact or there might be a double switch in the fact. You never know. I don't know how it's gonna work out in the in the minor leagues, but um let's see how it goes because that might hmm. be a good compromise for baseball if they ever want to implement the DH across the board. Um we'll see what happens. I don't but, know yeah. how National League fans are gonna like it, but you know they won't. Of course they are. They're not. I, I, I can't speak for you. I can't speak for you, Mark. But. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's either in both leagues or no leagues. That's how right. it has to be. Yeah, it, to me, everything has to be universal. Absolutely. Correct. Have a universal DH. Well, either universal DH or the pitcher no bats in the American League. Correct. Exactly. It's either one or the other. Yeah, you can't you can't have one without the other. Yeah, but. Getting back to Bumgarner, God, we went on like thirty different things. Um, <laughs> it's okay, Bill. Uh, this is what happens. I think it should be no hitter. Um, yes, I agree. And that might be something they should bring up during that CBA. It's like, hey, listen, you're gonna like uh, our players deserve so that. Like what you said, if you're gonna play these seven inning double headers, you're right. gonna have to modify the rules. Exactly. I agree. I still think the seven inning double headers is stupid, but. Like, and the fact that you got it this year. Last year, I could understand why. Oh, and have... the fact that if it goes to extra innings, you guys starts on second automatically. That's a load of bull crap. Whatever. Oh heard. god, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> it's an unfair advantage. Guys get gets a free pass to start on second base. Well, I, I mean, both teams it, get it, Ross. Well, but, I know, but, but right. Like, oh, hold, I don't like it. I hold up a second. Like let's let's be fair to the league. They're trying to speed up the game, which I completely understand. However, if you're gonna start a runner, don't start it on second base. Start it on like first base. You yes. know how hard it is. Okay. You know how hard it is to get on that. base or even get a hit. For crying out loud. Yeah. Like baseball's a tough sport, so you know if you're gonna do that, start on first. Otherwise, you gotta play it like it has been played for years. You start the inning clean. Oh yeah. Because, no. because if you start it on second, you're literally you don't have to have official at bats to score the run. Wait, Sack we, fly and wild pitch or whatever, and the team takes the lead. Who's on first? 
I don't know who's on second. Don't, don't, don't. We're not going into that tonight, Ross. No, thank you. Not tonight, buddy. Not tonight. You know, fun. In the case of Bumgarner, a rule should be inserted. If your starting pitcher has a chance for a record like that, extend the game. The moment he comes out, do what you want. I mean, there has to be some type of implement, some type of rule, because now you're going to take a no-hitter away from a guy who was clearly on his way. He was going to come out for the eighth, and if he gave out, a, he gave up a hit, he would have been done. Yeah. And the fact that he's doing everything he can to try to jumpstart his uh, his career, which it's been a rough uh, up and down go for him. I I even though he plays for a team I don't like, I still respect him as a as a baseball pitcher. You but have he, to. He's been in the league for God knows how long. Hey, uh, Pat, you didn't give us your thoughts on the whole Bumgarner thing. What did you? Should think? be a no hitter, no doubt. Yes. Regardless of short innings or whatever, it's a no hitter. Again, it's, you got to learn it, to modify. Do you think they should do the same thing? Oh no, happen to get no hitter. Never mind. Well, he had one until he got until he got a hit off him. Another another bum. Good thing the Yankees got rid of him. Oh, Jesus. No, no, he sucks. I oh, no, can't was... stand half. He almost <laughs> gave me a stroke. Well, the fact that we got and that and our and what's his face is probably done for the year too. Our other piece of uh, Paxson and another blast. Well, Paxson's Tommy John surgery. He's he'll yeah. be back sometime. Uh, he'll be back. And thank God, because imagine another season where he has to deal with. with this, arm issues or any type of injury with the Yankees, I would have lost it. I like I that calendar, by the way, Bill. Thank you. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, just staying on the Yankees for a little bit, what a concept that weekend was. Pitching and hitting. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, thank goodness, Christine, Bill, Ross, thank God that they took the series from the Indians because imagine if they either split it or they lost the series. Oh, I'd be pissed. Uh, I, I don't know what, what I would do. We'd be honestly. like the Knicks back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I'm on four I'm on, I'm on four different Facebook groups of the Yankees. They're all jumping ship. <laughs> to jumping where? Ship to who? The Mets. Oh. Mets. My entire <laughs> team stinks. So I know, bro. We can't fully go. The Grom has been on fire. Oh, he really has. Even what's his face? Strawberry's like, or Dwight Gooden's like, I've never seen a ball player like this. Not since his heyday. No, yeah. not since Dwight Gooden. Yeah. And, yeah. and late, lately they've been comparing him to Tom Seaver, oh, which I understand. And that, that should be a compliment for DeGrom, but I think it's a little ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I agree. And this is coming from a Mets fan. And you think that's an unfair comparison comparing DeGrom to Seaver? It's two different time again, two different time times that they were pitching. Baseball was different 30 years ago. That's true. It's hard to compare different generations. <laughs> I agree with you guys. But uh, DeGrom has been on fire lately. And, and to yep. be quite honest with you, the way Met fans see or saw Tom Seaver, God rest his soul, saw Tom Seaver, I think they saw him way different. I have two family members that saw him live when they were still living in New York, yeah. and they say it's like the they say it was just it was like going to the theaters, watching him just mer, like work meticulously on the mound. So, but I mean, Jacob Degrom certainly is 
his own. Oh yeah. And and deserves his own recognition. And I'm I'm just glad that you know he's able to stay the pitcher that he is. You know, because yeah, you know, I, I was worried about those two Cy Youngs. You know, back to back Cy Young wins that he might start to fall off a little bit. Maybe he gets a little overzealous with the contract and all that stuff. You no, know, he has stayed the course, and I am very thrilled for the Met fan because they deserve a pitcher that they can say it's theirs. I guess I wish I, could, I wish I could say the same for Syndergaard, but that's another story. Well, Syndergaard's coming back in June, so I was I about mean, to say the second week of June he's due back now, so and Carrasco comes back in three weeks as well. How, how do you think Cookie's going to do, um, old boss guy? Being being in the NL, not a lot of people have faced him. I think he's going to start off very very hot. He'll level off a little bit, but he's going to be to me, is going to be an, a invaluable piece. Not oh, invaluable. The fact that you guys got him for a steal with Cleveland. I mean, what a – And plus control for three years. Yeah, but... no, I think he's going to revive his – He was always like, – he was always the, like, the background guy in Cleveland. I think he's going to be front and center now. Yeah, I think he is. Well, it's and... like – it's like what's his face? Like LeMahieu in Colorado. Now he's, he, now he's the front and center. He was always a backup in, in, in Colorado. Now he's front and center. Yeah, really. Hey, I've had friends go to the ballpark. They say it's the best ballpark they've been to in the, in the Coors Field. Coors Field. It's on my okay. list if I get out west again. First, I'll go to a Mar- or T-Mobile Park, and then I'll go co- go to Colorado. Yeah, but um, yeah, Degrom has been on fire, and also with the Yankees, Garrett Cole. Whoa, still oh. worse than Jacob Degrom. Oh I, come I, on! I, I actually agree. With that that's the funny thing. Yeah. yeah, you know, Jacob DeGrom is the true pitcher of New York right now. Oh. And Gary Sanchez is still the bum he always was. Oh, God. <laughs> that's that. That's another fact. And you know who <laughs> needs to go for the Yankees? Aaron Hicks. Move him down. Yeah, really, move him down. For like move nine. him I, down. I don't, why, I don't know why Boone considers, constantly starts in second or third. He's not a – Move him at least to the, to the seventh spot. Yeah. I mean, why put him in the seventh spot? Because he's not been. The, and the thing is, and I was telling a buddy of mine, he's a huge Yankee fan since like the 90s. Start, he got Shoko Moore. He's the better catcher. I don't know why. What's the Boone's obsession with starting Sanchez every game? You know, he can't do shit. I just don't. I don't. It bothers me how badly Sanchez has gone down since 17. It's just ridiculous. I mean, he's he's been hitting better than Sanchez. So I, he got. Oh gosh, is the. I, I really would wish he'd start more games. I lo, I respect the hell out of him. He's he's making a push to become the everyday catcher now. Well, if he obviously go thing is Higashioka has never played every day. No, so I don't know how he's going to be every day. We know what Sanchez looks like every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is why you keep him every day. You don't just put Higashioka every day just because he's hitting better. You Correct. Know, what if he starts hitting better now, and then maybe what three games down the road he starts slumping, and then he stays slumping? Do we right. do we even have, who's our third string? I don't even know where our third catcher is. Well, it's supposed to be Trinos, right? I mean, but then he got injured. He got. Right. We'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, it sucks that they got off to a bad start. They'll write the ship. It's just it's it's tough. They, they, yeah. what, what was it? Well, hold on. What has it been like? Four out of six. Yeah, so that's not well, too bad. A friend of mine, he's a last time they were this, they got this bad was 90 97. Then they won it all in 97. 
No, no they lost 90, Florida 90, one in 97. 99, 2000, 2000. No, they lost in that division series to the, the Indians. Indians. Yeah, 97. And then Florida ultimately won, ultimately won the World Series in 97. Well, we can also talk about how there's no season in 94. I don't know who would have won that World Series. Uh, me, Expos? Yeah, the Expos would have won the World Series. That's right. Had there been a, had there been a full a, a real a season? Hey, hey, look, they they have World Series now thanks to the the Nationals. Yep. Correct. Uh, what a seven. What a time for Patchy. Yeah, really. <laughs> of emotions. You remember that patch? Yeah, no, well deserved. It's getting over the uh, getting the monkey off their back. And once again, thank you, Bryce Harper, for bringing a title back to DC. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you definitely knew they had a guy there. Yeah. So, how are the Nats doing right now, Patch? Yeah. You know, it's 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 a struggle, for lack of a better term. No, it's yeah. not the best. It's it's not the best, but there's room for improvement. The season is still very very. And can we talk about the streak that Oakland has gone on? I mean, what a streak! Yeah, that was what thirteen games. Yeah, thirteen game winning streak. When they break their twenty game win streak, look me up. <laughs> Cleveland already did that for them, so yeah. <laughs> can we get? Can we just get Billy Bean to, to help this team out? I don't think he's that much involved anymore. No, I don't I mean, think he is anymore. No, no. I think he's like stepping down at some point, or yeah. he's already done so. What's his name? Is reti- is stepping down in the end of the season? The GM of Colorado is retiring. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve. By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Go crazy for new episodes of the Sports Insanity Podcast every week. Now available on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's get back to it, friends. All right, the only thing left for talking sports before we get into some moments is the NFL Draft is this week. Patrick Sertan guaranteed to the Cowboys. I am calling it right now. I am praying that Devontae Adams is coming to the Giants, but I have this voice in my head saying it's not going to happen. Obviously, Ross, our Jets, will probably get Zach Wilson. Yeah, which I'm fine with. The love of God, can the Packers take a wide receiver in the first round for once? (laughs) Well, a development today, which I had brought up on Facebook, is the fact that Atlanta is shopping Julio Jones. And I had brought up the possibilities of seeing either New York team trading for him. They need both teams need receivers. And yeah. this is a prime opportunity for the Giants or the Jets. 
Well, but the thing is that Julio is probably at a point of his career where he probably wants to win. So would it make sense for someone like the Jets or the Giants who are not even close to a winning team? If he were to go to the Jets, you're looking at an MVP season for him oh, as oh, a possibility. Well, yeah, it's a weapon for Wilson for sure. But it's like, you know, yeah. uh, and I'll, I'll be happy with it, but I just don't know if, if that's going to fit. And hopefully it does if he's ever ever to get him. You also have to think about what it will cost them. So that, that's another Well, thing. one of the two first – obviously it's not going to be the number two pick. You would have to look at their first round. I think what they got from number 24 or yeah. something like that. They have 20 some odd draft picks. Right. They can give to Atlanta for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's where they have the leverage. And again, like I said, this offseason is going to be big for the Jets because they have cap and they have draft uh, capital. Mm-hmm. Big, big time stuff for the Jets. Yeah. Wow. We'll see what happens. I yeah, just, because since you guys traded Darnold, you're going to need a new QB. Yeah. I don't know no. why we're trading for nothing. No. They want Zach Wilson. They've made it known. I have a lot of confidence in this kid. But yet again, you're bringing this kid into a New York audience, and it's going to see how he reacts the moment he comes in and throws, God forbid, an interception on his first pass. And that stadium erupts booing. How is he going to come out? And the New York media is going to freaking crucify him. And and here's the thing. Here's the thing that separates a lot of these athletes. We we played in New York and played that under pressure. Not only are you, are you willing to one, take on the pressure? Two, are you willing to handle the media with, you know, obviously professionalism and all that stuff. But you also can't be doing anything nuts. Like I know Derek Jeter back in his day, Derek Jeter I mean, his personality, he was a very weird guy. Like, he wasn't, I mean, he was obviously out partying when he can, but he was a very, he was a weirdo. He was a weirdo. Like, he was very on the introverted side, I guess. Yes. Ish. Ish. So, you know, I'm looking for someone that, one, can handle the New York media, two, that can handle the New York pressure, and three, doesn't make big headlines. You know, doesn't go out, doesn't take in the, the, the all the New York sights and sounds. You don't want you don't want to do, you. you don't want a player to do what, what what Matt Harvey did in Los Angeles. Well, 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 you, you, but that, that that's the that's that's the point with Matt Harvey. I was about to bring up Matt Harvey. Just look at Matt Harvey did. He was the talk of the town, and he started to soak in all the New York stuff, and it got to him. Boom! After that World Series, he wasn't the same. Go ahead, Patch. Well, you look at Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter, I think, said in multiple interviews that he didn't want to do anything stupid that would reflect his parents because he didn't want it to come back to his parents. Because right. then he then he would know that his parents, I, I would say, raised, they didn't raise him right to be that way. Yeah, but Derek Jeter, one time, he did um... – I think he went out for like a friend's birthday and he was out till late at night and Steinbrenner, I don't know if he, I don't remember if he like suspended him or anything, but he was like, he was not happy with him saying that he lacked focus. And, but to be fair to Steinbrenner, they did a MasterCard um, commercial reflecting that incident. Yeah, I, I know which one you're talking about. Right. It was a, it was like a Visa or MasterCard. I forget. Yeah, I think it was I MasterCard. Know, yeah. I want to say it was MasterCard. 
No, no, Jeter did Visa. Oh, okay, Visa? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jeter did Visa commercials. Yes. Okay, it was Visa. I was just typing that into my phone. <laughs> so was it Visa? <laughs> yeah, it was Visa. Okay, it was Visa. Fact-checked and corrected and duly noted. But, yeah, I think the Jets, I think they'll be smart. They'll draft smart on Thursday. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Just pray for the best and have a – I think come September, whenever we actually start, I think they're not going to be contenders, but I think they'll fi- they'll finish near the top. We'll see. It'll be, be nice for solid to get a, a, a winning season. Now, I don't know how true I, this I, is. I'm not giving but... you guys – I'm not giving the Jets a winning season yet. No. Sorry, I mean, Reg. If, it, if they go out and sign big pieces, that wow. may be the case. So you have to – we have to see how the strap goes and how uh, the offseason goes. Uh, one thing that I've been looking at is Justin Fields. Now, he's slated to go three or four, one of those, right? Well, it's going to be Jones or him who goes three. Yeah. But then, of course, I read this thing. The Patriots also are trying to get – the quarterback, which I, I don't understand why they have Cam, but um, Cam Newton isn't what he used to be. No, he's washed up. Listen, I've what? been t- I've been telling you guys for years the Patriots are gonna pull a wicked wild card out of nowhere. Right now, up- I have them taking Trey Lance. That's who I have them taking. Christine, as the lone Pats fan here, you have anything to say on this matter? Uh, well. I mean, I was like doing my research. I know they're looking at Mac Jones. That's a, that wouldn't be a bad pick to trade up for. Yeah, and I'm thinking like I, I'm not mad at it, and we do need a quarterback. I know we have Cam, and a lot of respect for him, but he's not where he used to be, as Mark said. So we have to play our cards right here. Um, we definitely need a quarterback. Okay. You guys definitely do need a quarterback. Cam Newton is a shell of himself. Yeah, it's just he didn't really vibe well with our offense, in my opinion. But... And I think the downfall of his career is on his own, really. That's just me. Mm-hmm. It's when his fat it's when his fashion went south. His fashion. His fashion. Oh my god. Oh, I'm looking forward to another season of uh, Gridiron Heights. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, as a Giant fan, all I got to say is we need yeah. a wide receiver without any further interruptions. Need wide receiver. Bop a buoy. We need edge and we need a cornerback and hopeful cornerback, not quarterback, cornerback. Quarterback? Cornerback. Nickelback? Halfback? <laughs> oh come on! I had a perfect nickelback joke. Touchback. There we go. Now we got them all. <laughs> L back. Touchback. Um, touch Dang. Or you okay. can take a or you can take a fullback in the first round, like the Jets did years and years ago. Yeah, but I'm just <laughs> like hoping for yeah, a hopeful offensive tackle too. I just think overall, I'm hearing like the Giants may get Devontae Adams, but I don't think that's <laughs> how. <laughs> How the hell is that gonna happen? Are you are you doing some? Are you praying to the devil? There is no way Devonte Adams is leaving Green Bay unless Aaron Rodgers died this oh, morning. Oh, oh shit! No, I got someone screwed up. Shit, Devonte Smith. Yeah, I Ding. 
Sorry, sorry, shit. Why are you? Why are you yelling? Jeez. Devonte Smith, I meant. I'm. Sorry. I was just. I was. I was listening. I'm like, why is he saying Devonte Adams? Yeah, I know. Well, okay, that's why I was um, waiting for Patchy to jump in. I'm like, yeah. Smith. I'm sorry. That's his name. I, I had. Yeah. I had a little mistake. That's um, all right, Bill. You have an oops. You had an oopsie. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Billy? <laughs> I made a mistake. No, no, no. <laughs> about getting Devonte Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Not. I mean, we all make mistakes. No, Devonte Smith. That's what I meant. Okay. Now that I got that incident out of the way, Devonte Smith. Yes, I'm wondering. point. Thoughts. Okay. I hope I'm hearing the Giants are going to get him. Yeah, me too. But do you think he's going to go with top 10? Because the Giants are getting number 11. No. He goes no, he's going to fall. He's going to fall fast. I so, see the Giants taking Jalen Waddle. See, it's a tough situation for them. They need, the, they need help on both ends of the ball. Hopefully, you know, we'll, hopefully we all get our, our draft picks in before uh, soon. Mine's already. Yes, my all just as a reminder, I am running a special contest. Please email me or send me your top draft picks by Wednesday 8 p.m. Winner will get a card out of my sport card collection. Mine, get, mine got lost in the email chains. Oh, I got, I got it. I got it. I got it, bro. I got to get in. I'm messing. By the way, guys, we are going to be having a live special draft coverage on Thursday night. Woo! I'll be there. Nothing else to do. (laughs) If you don't mind me there, I would love to be a part of it. Dude, more than Patch, that all right with you? Do it. I'll break out the kids' jersey. Hmm. Yeah, he's allowed. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, Eric Ford, if you would have, since you couldn't make it today, you have an open invite, my friend. An open invite. I would love another jet fan there too. Yeah. yeah so we you know what? Go. Maybe we need to get it. Christine, if you want to come, you're it. Mm-hmm. You're in. If you're available. If you're available. What am I doing Thursday? Yeah, th- Thursday's my lone day off, so I'll be preparing for the draft. Maybe we need so to invite well, Rifkin I... and Moser too, oh, so we can God. have more diversity. Uh, I don't know. He, he might be. He, he, he's working, so that's a no. That, okay. that might be a lot of cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> and he also and the poor thing also has to stay late so my god <laughs> Too many uh, cooks. but but yeah draft we're doing the draft coverage uh, uh on live probably facebook so tune in for that and um we're excited we can't uh stress enough how important, uh, can't wait how important that day will be and how important this show has been as bill has mentioned before it is our one year anniversary and um who's the father and it, it, it's amazing the, the friend i mean look throughout this pandemic you know when it started at least you know i didn't not that i didn't have a lot of friends but there are a lot of people i haven't talked to in such a long time bill and lawrence Pashman lang or two of them um obviously i will see bill from time to time but like you know it just it, it just felt weird you know the fact that we came together and brought this show back as a podcast, which we've been talking about for a long time, it's it's such a great, great feeling. And I'm so happy that one year has passed and we're still doing it. And along I'm, the way, we brought in more people. Go ahead, Patch. Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I apologize for that one. That's my mm-hmm. B. It's fine. Well, yeah, it's okay. But yes, <laughs> as I was saying, yes, you know, a year ago, just going to work, you know, right when this pandemic started, it was weird. 
going to work and just, I had to show up, put a mask on, wear for eight hours, come home, rinse, cycle, repeat for six days in a row, have a day off, do it again. Mm. And then getting the text saying, hey, let's bring this back as a podcast. I'm like, you know what? Even though there's not sports going on, we'll make this work. I'm, I'm in. Let's do it. And once again, a year later, we're getting ready to do so much more. And we've brought in more people. We've introduced friends to friends. We've brought in Christine as a new co-host. And now we're a four-man group. I introduced one of my best friends, Old Ops Guy, to you guys. And then we've done vice versa and introduced him to all our friends. And I have been beyond grateful to be accepted as part of this group and be able to come on time for time and share my opinion. And I appreciate all of you for including me. We appreciate you, Mark. No problem. And and, and it's great that, you know, because, you know, obviously, you know, things happen for a reason. I always say that. And this is probably the best group that I, even you, Christine, probably the best group I've been around for a long time. I myself, I'm the weird introverted dude. I'm socially awkward, you know, but like, you know, when I get to know people and I can thrive, like it just gives me so much energy. And I'm just so thrilled that, you know, this has happened and, you know, more things to come because you guys are just such great to work with. I'm just, I'm being honest. Like it's, it's awesome. And no matter where I end up, I will uh, come on from time to time once uh, this nonsense is over in September. Yeah, totally. And like, it's stressing me out, man. I just, yeah. and I know now we're in many different places. You know, most all of you are pretty much in New York. I'm down in the DC area. And that, that obviously has not been easy for you folks. So I appreciate that too, that you're able to work with me um, and make sure that I can still make my points. And, um, I would like to say a few things. Um, it's just that one year ago, um, like most of you, I was just, I'm going to say it. I was downright depressed. I was just, I didn't know what to do. We, I was stuck in my home like millions of other people. Couldn't go out. I'm thinking, I remember when I heard the NFL draft was still going on. I'm thinking, you know, maybe. Because, okay, I'm going to go back a little further here. Um, after we graduated Duchess, there were talks. We had like, I wouldn't even say talks. They were more like passing thoughts that maybe we'll bring this back one day. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. We don't know yet. Because um, I was on a podcast with... um. Daniel Zuckerman, a friend of the show. Um, and he asked me, this was in March, 2016. He said, are you thinking about maybe bringing it back as a podcast? And I said something along the lines of, we have no plans right now, but we're not ruling it out. But um, yeah, so anyway, NFL draft comes and I first texted Dan. I said, hey, Dan, why don't we do like a NFL draft show? He said, sure. And then he said, and we were thinking, okay, it's a one-time thing. And then I said, hey, maybe when sports comes back, we could do this more frequently. And then I texted Patchy. And I'm like, Patchy, you remember when I texted you about this? Yes, I saw the text message. I said, hey, Patch, we're getting the band back together. You in? <laughs> we're getting the band back together.
together. And you were on a mission from God. We were on a mission from God. And and we thought at first I'm thinking, okay, we might not be doing this for a few months. We might just do this and we'll see you in the summer. But then but then I remember during the show saying, Hey, you know, I have a friend who works for um Sports Illustrated. I'm of course meeting my good friend Matt Martell. Um so maybe you can see next week if he wants to come on. Then we had him on. And then I remember saying to you, Patch, I said, if we have a show this week, and I said, what do you mean if? We're going to have a show next week. And next week became one year later. And That's right. we have just had such fun doing this. And, you know, it's made our pandemic, it's made it, it's made it gone by. And yeah, it, it certainly has made it easier to deal with. Because you know, we have something, because we've had something to look forward to. Yeah, well, and we know all the nonsense I went through last year. Bill can attest that. Yeah, we're not getting into that. But anyway, um, but the thing is, is it's like you know what? I think even when the time where there weren't sports, um, even the time when there weren't sports, um, I feel like that was probably our best time because it forced us to be creative and not just stick to the script. Oh, yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. And also, you know, I feel like another thing that we loved is that I that I love is that we, we've been able to have guests, not just the folks who are sitting with us today, but, you know, we've talked to Matt Martell. We've had sports gambling debates with um, Les Burnell and Matt Holt. Um, you know, we've had people on from different organizations like Dan Aaron's from Family Ballpark Memories. We've had Jacqueline Murphy from Friends of Jacqueline, and you know, just recently we had Taylor Duncan from Alternative from the Alternative Baseball Organization. That dude um, is fun. I like him. Uh, he was a hoot. That guy was a hoot. Yeah, he's please, just such please, a nice guy. Please he's listen gotta, to the SIP Spotlight if you can. Taylor Duncan is just an amazing guy. I'm he's just you. got such a good vision. He's got such a good vision for people, and he's just got such a good sense of humor. He was, just, he was just such a hoot to have on, and yeah, and, and of course this goes again. This goes for all of our guests that have been on. Yeah, we're not going to rank our guests because we love them all equally. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's hard to to pick a, a great guest. And Bill, you have done a great job at that. So that's credit to you, man. Bill Thank is you. uh, Bill is the king. Thank you. And, and of course, like I said, we couldn't have done this without the listener. No, absolutely. And, I just want to say, um, yeah, we're growing. You guys who make this show, yeah, you we're growing by the second, and that makes me feel great, knowing that people actually care about my opinion, that people care about Bill's opinion, people care about Patchy's opinion. So and Christine's and, and Christine's, Christine's. Uh, can't forget Christine. We got yeah. their thoughts too. Christine, exactly. you, you have anything to say? Oh, well, I definitely didn't imagine that I would be doing this. I mean that in a good way. <laughs> I w- I'll be honest. When you guys first asked me, I thought you wanted me just as a guest for one show. And then I realized that you wanted me on the show. And I thought that was really cool. And it's I'm very appreciative that you value my input. As little as it is, I appreciate that you value it. Because me and Billy <laughs> get into heated discussions for a long time. So we've been friends since high school. So, Christine, like you're, you're a smart person, hands down. Like, and I'm, I'm glad that 
you're here and you know that you'll continue to be with us and we'll grow and make new memories because you know like us like i said our show is going to change it's rapidly changing we're thinking of different ideas we're thinking of new formats and everything but we're just glad to have you on board christine and you know let's hope for another year of great sports talk because you know that's what we do the best and oh, uh thank you that's very nice oh oh i mean Corey, you're, you're I a good person say, to work with Go i think the best part of this is probably you guys you guys are uh-huh. extremely nice and you're so accommodating and there's many times of you know not showing up for many reasons because I fell asleep because <clears throat> I'm an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> and you never, you guys are always you know, very understanding when things come up and you just make it fun and enjoyable. And I'm very happy. To be and I just want to say, um, you know, Lawrence, Dan, Christine, you guys have thanked me, but I need to thank you guys because without you, I, I'd be in the middle of the woods in my underwear waiting for the wolves to show up. Um, <laughs> Well, now there's an image that'll rock me to sleep tonight. Oh, God, Bill. And you know what? Because this show... Thank you, Bill, for that. In- oh, Jesus. Because this show, um, you know, has gotten us through some dark times. And listen, I know there are times we do have disagreements. But that's what sports are about, our yeah. disagreements. And I know sometimes we may not be the easiest people to work with. But... you. Well, that could go for you as well, Ross. Bill, 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 Bill. Listen, I'm very easy to work with. We know that. <laughs> but you know what? It's, um, and you know what? You know, some people have said, don't work with friends. It makes your life hell. It actually makes it easier because I get yeah. to work with, two, with some of my very good friends on the show. And it makes the show better because we have these conversations. Because like I said, we talk how your buddies talk at a bar on a Friday night back when we were able to go to bars, but that's coming back. Um, anyway, and also, um, and I just wanna say, I really don't like to get into personal back behind the scenes stuff here, but last week I had a, and I talked a little bit about this last week too. I had a, I had a family emergency. You know, I'll just say it was my grandmother passed away. And um, I remember that day, last Monday, the recording day, that was the day of the um, funeral service. and. On top of that, I got my COVID shot. So yeah, not a, the day before. So yeah, not a good day. Um, not that I'm making light of it, but I remember I was texting you, you three. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to come tonight. And you guys were all saying, take tonight off. And I bit the bullet and came. And, and though it was a long day and I was feeling a little wonky from the shot the 24 hours later and now, I know what you're all thinking, folks. Bill, you just got a shot that made you feel like crap. You just basically had to bury your grandmother. Why? Why would you come on? Take, why didn't you just take the night off? Because this is something that brings me joy. This is something that brings me joy. And I'm sure Pat and Reg thought I was crazy for doing it last week. But Well, here's the thing, Bill. I actually knew you were going to come on. We were just saying, hey, look, you know, it wouldn't kill you to just take a day to, you know, be absolutely with your stuff. But right. we we knew you were going to come on because you're resilient. You're resilient, son of a bitch. Like I'm telling you, man. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it just goes to show you, man, how hard you work just to 
one, be recognized, two, be the best person that you can and be such a helpful person. And, you know, we're, we're just glad to have you on. And may I say this, Bill, this is your baby. Yes. And we have come a long way to help you out. Yes, you have. Just so that we can keep the show going. Well, especially Bill can attest to how this first started. <laughs> oh. Okay. Ross made it, folks. Always the bride's made, never the bride. Of course, um, Ross, this is your baby, too. Until he got slightly. kicked out. Yeah, there was a divorce rate. There was a divorce settlement, and um, we have sh- we have shared custody. Well, Wait, I have full custody. Ross has, Ross has visitation rights. My divorce attorney, Dick, Dick, you're quick and hide. <laughs> Ross has um, yeah. Ross has visitation. Ross has visitation rights. So, um, I mean, I mean, I can pull my card too, and then say what I want to say, but I won't. I'll be a nice guy. Oh, we're all pets. Come on. I'm, I'm not going to, I could be that guy, but you know, I'm not that guy. I was raised better. Fair enough. And you know what? I, and just these final thoughts and you guys agree or disagree. I felt like we've grown since sitting in that studio in Poughkeepsie. Yeah. We have grown. And well, for, well, for one thing, we don't have music. So, which I know, like music, but I love it, music too. So it. it there were times we went over time because we had to provide the damn music. Miguel. I mean, no, music was optional. Okay. Music, oh, I music was, was always that. optional. It, it was just a, it was a transitional break. Kind of like how we had to throw an ad in here in the podcast. Right. So, and you know, and I felt like, again, we've talked to people who I thought we'd never talk to. And I felt like there are times we've talked about things that back when we were, at that studio in Poughkeepsie, we pro- it probably wouldn't fly or we would have to pre-approve something. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. And because, you know, we've talked about some controversial topics. And that's another thing about this show is that we have control over all aspects of the show. And I don't, nothing against any other radio station or uh, media organization I'm part of that, um, you know, has people controlling the editorial. The fact that I get to have a say, the fact that Bill has a say, Patty has a say, Mark comes on, he has, Christine a say, has a say, Christine, uh, all of our guests. The fact that we have a say in what we do and how we run it is phenomenal. And that's another thing that has made us more successful is the fact that we plan our own shows and there's nothing hanging over us. That's going to stop no. us. Since I have been able to come on uh, originally first as a give a little insight on the sport card business of, you know, the sports industry. I feel like I found a home here with you guys. Like Dan said, everybody has an opinion and nobody gets on your case for a bad opinion. No, it's a lot different than a lot of sports shows that I've either stopped in on or whatever. You guys brought me in. You made me feel welcome. I'm on here and there. And I look forward to it every time because of the type of debates that go on. And they're all valid. And the fact that you like golf helps too. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's a plus. <laughs> it's always. And, and everyone here is very easy to talk to. That's another thing. That's, Correct. That's, Except for Bill. <laughs> what do you mean by that, Ross? 
Oh, he's busted my chops. Yeah, it's, so, it's so much fun. Oh, I can't think uh, of anything right now. But once I think of something, you're dead. Yeah, really. Uh, you don't, <laughs> Billy, you don't scare me. Uh, one year down, many to go. Many to go. Oh, no, no, you're not leaving till you're not leaving till we all sign off together. Then you can leave if you damn well please. It's the anniversary show. I didn't get it. No one got me a gift. You should be getting us a gift. Exactly. Zero. You should be getting us a What about my Hanukkah and Christmas presents? We'll get uh, you your Hanukkah and Christmas <laughs> if you celebrate Christmas. I don't know. Okay, you know what? Um, I feel like this is going to end up in two-way bar fight soon. <laughs> To close out a year, Bill, take it away. I just want to say, guys, everyone, to my awesome team, you, to Dan, to Lawrence, to Christine, thank you guys. I know it's, I know there are times I'm not always the easiest person to work with, but we get through this. Um, you know, to Old Ops guy, Ross, thank you so much for coming and joining us in this celebration tonight. And, and, most importantly, it's you, the fans, the listeners. You guys make this show. Like you guys are the reason we get up in the morning to do this. And thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you so much for listening, guys. We've been well, like in total, we've been doing this for like five, six years, but we've been doing this podcast for a year and hopefully many, many more years to come. I'm retiring after this week. That's how we close it. That is how we all close right, guys. It. Follow us on all the socials, follow us wherever you get your podcast. If you want to know more, go to where patch. Oh, go to a website www.thesportsinsanitypodcast.com. Name change and pending. Until next week, I'm Bill Murphy. I am Lawrence Batchman Lang. Danny Boy Reginald. Peace. Mark I'm for Christina. Ty Halpern. Christine. Goodbye. Christine. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Been waiting. All right. Bye. Follow me on all platforms. There we go. This has been the fifth inning of the third game of the Sports Insanity Podcast. We will see you next week. Stay safe and take care. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was gonna do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. She just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.